Thank you, Brother Corey. Thank you, Brother Justin. Aren't you glad that we can worship the Lord and we can just build every part of our life on that firm foundation? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, you and I, as, as, a, as a group of people that have our confidence and our faith in the Lord, we have some promises, we have some assurances of some things, and um, we know that as long as we hold on to those promises, all is going to be well. But uh, we need to be very aware and understand that there's a lot of people who don't know what you know. And when we talk about not knowing what you know, they don't know who you know. And we're in a crisis. We're in a crisis. Now, I understand that there's a Bible prophecy that's going to come to pass, and, and we want God's Word to come to pass um, because we are for that Word. Um, but we also know that all through history, the devil's tried to get uh, people out of step with the timing of the Lord and out of uh, out of that perfect will. And so there's no doubt that the United States of America will fall. I know that. I understand that. But it's not time. And so you and I, we need to be in the place and the position where like never before that we make sure that we're prayer, we're prayer warriors and we're, we're praying and fasting. We're, we're putting some power behind the prayers because we're, we're fasting. We're telling the Lord what's more important in heaven than what's here on earth. And earth ain't going to fix earth. It's going to take heaven to fix what we're going through right now to, to hold off the onslaught of the enemy. And so, um, this morning I, I got some things I want to just teach to you, okay? Um, we have Bible study on Wednesday night. Now don't get mad at me. I'm just going to just tell you what I'm, the Lord's laid on my heart. Uh, I, I can't get, get everybody to come to Bible study, so I'm going to bring Bible study to you. You're not going to, you can't make it without the Bible. You've got to have the Bible. You say, well, I can get that at home. Yes, you can. But if you're a part of a group of believers, you need to be in the house of the Lord where we can all have the same mind of Christ. Now, I want to, Brother Ryan's going to show you four slides and then we're going to, uh, we're going to look at some things. We're going to open up the text in Romans 15 and then we're going to go through the Old Testament back to the New Testament. I'm just going to give you some things that I want you to leave here encouraged and strengthened with. Amen? We preached out of this Romans 15 on July 17th and we preached on it talking about the new Jesus joy, but we're not, we're going to, we're going to use a different part of the, the verses to talk about praise. I woke up and the Spirit of God was just dealing with me about praise the Lord, praise the Lord. And so I looked it up. There's 32 times in the Bible it says praise the Lord. Now there's a lot of times it says praise ye the Lord. Holy Ghost didn't say that. He said praise the Lord. So there's one time in the New Testament. That's where we're going to get our text from in Romans 15. And there's 31 times in the Old Testament. And we're just going to pick out a couple of those and, and see that your source of victory in everyday life is your ability to praise God in your problems. Every one of you have got problems. Every one of you is under persecution. The Holy Ghost said that some of you are making some wrong decisions because right now you're getting some wrong influence. And so we got to check that by our spirit. And we're going to say, Lord, who am I listening to? And i got to make sure that I'm hearing from the Lord. Amen. 
So look, we're in a crisis right now. As uh, you and I, we've we've got to see that the the people around us they're on the highway to hell. And you and I, we're to stand in the gap. We're to fill in the gap and to make a difference in somebody's life. And I want you to look at this. Hit that next slide, Brother Ryan. This is a definition of a crisis. There's three things I want you to take home with you. And you tell me if you don't think that we're in it this morning. We as a world, as a nation, as a family, as individuals, we're in a crisis. Number one, a crisis is a time of intense difficulty, trouble, and danger. Are we not in that this morning? I mean, World War III can break out in a heartbeat. It's only the angels that God has got strategically put in certain places that's keeping things from happening. We are so close to a nuclear holocaust. We're so close to a dirty bomb being loosed here in America, being loosed in Israel. We're in a crisis. Don't be bottled down with with life. We got to occupy till the Lord comes, but we need to put the Lord first in everything that we're doing or thinking because in a moment, your life, my life can be over. Number two, a time when a difficult or important decision must be made. We can't even figure out what's going on. Your your leaders, they stand before you and they lie, 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 lie. Thank God you know the truth. But there's a lot of people who eat up everything they say. They're changing the definition of words. We're in a recession. We know what the word recession means. All right, that's just talking about from a natural standpoint. Uh, But everything that is happening in the natural is from the affliction from the spiritual. Amen. But they're changing the words around to try to get you to believe a lie. Come on, that's the devil. That's, That's the definition of what the Antichrist does. Number three, a time or the turning point that's either recovery or death. This is it. We're either going to do what the Lord's called us to do as a nation, as a church, as a group of people, or we're not. I'm not talking about you losing your salvation, but I'm talking about losing opportunity. Amen? Hit that third slide, Brother Ryan. So your praise will produce. Know that. Here's what the Holy Ghost said. Praise the Lord. He said, your, your praise, my praise, it will raise Jesus above the problem. No matter what kind of problem you have in your life or I've got in my life, uh, our praise will raise Jesus above that problem. And that is your uh, ability to see out of the problem, to see the answer, to see the solution. Oh, come on, you're mad at me. See, out of your mouth, out of my mouth, I'm going to praise something. We just got to realize that I'm either praising God or I'm complaining and I'm praising the devil. Look what Teddy Roosevelt said. That next slide, Brother Ryan. Complaining without a solution is called, I'm the king of the whiners in the natural. Come on, in the flesh. They can't nobody whine like me. I took it to a master art. (laughs) But all that does is bring glory to the devil. And all that does is cause me to see the problem get bigger and bigger and bigger. And the problem swallows up the solution. Hit that last slide, Brother Ryan. Whatever I praise is exactly what will be raised in my life. So I'm going to praise the Lord, aren't you? I'm going to praise the Lord. Romans chapter 15. Let's uh, let's read this as a text. 
starting in verse number 8, I believe. The reason why I'm telling you this is because this is what the Holy Ghost said. This is what the Lord wants for us. He wants His best for you. Amen? His very, very best. Romans 15 and 8. If you're there, say amen. Now I say that Jesus Christ was a minister of the circumcision for the truth of God to confirm the promises made unto the fathers and that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy as it is written. For this cause I will confess to thee among the Gentiles and sing unto thy name. And again he saith, Rejoice, ye Gentiles, with his people. Verse 11. Mark it down in your mind's eye, write it on the table of your heart. And again, praise the Lord, all ye Gentiles, and laud him, all ye people. And again, praise the Lord, all ye Gentiles, and laud him, all ye people. Brother Donnie, would you pray? Lord, thank you for this day you've given us, Lord. Thank you for this message that you've given us. Lord, let us uh, open our hearts, Lord. Let us hold the outside world, Lord. Lord, let permission for spiritual operations in our lives. The devil was a time, the time and the time. God was praying for Amen and amen. Thank you, Brother Donnie. Thank you for honoring the word. Thank you for being here this morning. I, I, I want you just to to look at some things here and just take it and just let the Holy Spirit just put it in your heart. And, and I want you to leave here with this uh, a hope and an expectancy that as you, uh, we're going to look at two different words. Uh, in the Hebrew, one is called Ha'el, and, and it means to make your boast in the Lord. It means to celebrate Jesus. Uh, and another word, yada, which simply means to um, worship the Lord with outstretched arms, outstretched hands. And, and so you and I, we've got to see that what we're getting to do today, you and I, we had no hope. But God called us. God called us into his family. Come on. We've been grafted in. We're of the father of faith. And, and God counts us just like what his original idea was. And, and, and though we were ethnos, we were Gentiles, we were of a foreign nation. Now we're of the nation of God. We're of the family of God. And, and so this morning, uh, God looks at Abraham and he looks at me. God looks at Abraham and he looks at you. And because of our faith in what Jesus done uh, and acceptance of that grace, there's no difference. There's no difference between Jew and Greek. Between male and female. Between bond and free. God looks at us all the same. Amen. And so I can praise the Lord just the way David did. Think about the Bible tells us that when David, when they ushered in the Ark of the Covenant, the king of Israel, that he danced before the Lord with all of his might to the point that he danced out of his clothes. Now think about that. 
I can dance just like that before the Lord. You can dance just like that before the Lord. I can praise the Lord in the middle of where somebody might not understand or where uh, persecution is truck coming or problems are, are all around me, but I've got to make that choice. Amen. And notice what he said. He said, now I, all this happens because of Jesus. Verse number eight. Now I say that Jesus Christ was a minister of the circumcision for the truth of God. In other words, you and I, we've been circumcised in our heart now. We've been, we, we have a, a heart circumcision where we can understand the things of God, but it said that Jesus Christ was your minister, was my minister. You realize that this Greek word, it, it means to be the most menial servant. It means to, uh, to the, the lowest servant on the totem pole. Remember, he washed the disciples. Come on, the lowest slave in the household done that. That's how much you're loved this morning. Jesus become your servant that you don't have to serve hell, death, and the grave. Jesus died for you and you and I now, because of that reality, we can lift our hands. We can praise God in all the problems because the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, because we see that God gave us freely His Son, that He would give us everything else that we might have need of. So, yes, there's problems, there's persecutions, uh, there, there, there's all sorts of things that you're dealing with this morning, but there's none of them that is bigger than the praise that needs to come out of your life, out of my life. Amen? So whatever I'm thinking about, whatever is getting my attention, if I will turn my eyes on to the Lord, if I'll turn my heart to Jesus and I start to praise Him, He'll be raised up and that thing that the devil's doing in my life, it's going to be put down. Amen? Now, notice what he said in verse number 11. He said, and again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, and laud him. Now, this word here uh, in the Greek is a little different than what we're going to look at in the Old Testament. But it means to praise God by your story. Your story is your life. Every time you take a step, every time you open your mouth, uh, everything that you do is telling the story of God. See, we look at praise as something that, you know, well, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I'm not, I don't know what I'm supposed to say. I, I, should I stand up here? Should I sit down here? What, what should, doesn't matter. It's your life. It's your story. You praise God how you feel in your spirit. You praise God the way that you feel the unction, the freedom, the liberty by the Spirit of God moving in you. And that's pure praise. I can't worship Him. I can't praise Him like you do. You can't praise Him like I do because we're not meant to be that way. We're meant to do it the way God would have us to. When we get into a formula, it's when we get into trouble. When we get into a formula, it's when the devil says, See, there's no liberty in that praise. But see, when I praise Him the way the Spirit of God is moving on me, that's liberty. That's freedom. That's power that starts happening in my life. Amen? So go with me to the to the book of uh, Psalms, Psalms chapter 7. And let's just let the Spirit of God teach us this morning some things that will encourage us. In Psalms chapter 7, uh, I just want to read the first verse and the 17th verse, the last verse. Uh, but you, you need to see that this 17th Psalm, it, it's the first Psalm that the, the word uh, about God being the most high in the Hebrew is used. 
And so in the Bible, we've got a, uh, uh, in, in each book, we've got a law of first mention. And so, as this is the the law of first mention of, of God being the most high God in this seventh chapter, then we need to see what this seventh chapter is about. And this seventh chapter is about David. He's being persecuted. Anybody being persecuted today? Come on, you're under pressure. I, 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 I know, I feel the pressure. I, I know that there's a lot of questions and there's some anxiety and there's some, there's a lot of things that's happening in your life. And, and so we've got to make sure that we don't elevate those things, but we elevate Jesus. We praise him. Amen. And so here David is. He, he, he's in a, in a situation where the enemy is trying to steal the light away from him. And see, that's what the uh, the devil wants to do. He wants to get you and I in the flesh, in the natural man, and that's the opposite of praise. Now, notice what it says. Now, I don't know if you're some Bibles have it and some Bibles don't, but in in Psalms chapter seven, you've got to read uh, the precursor to verse number one, and it says, uh, "Shigayan of David, which he sang unto the Lord concerning the words of Cush the Benjamite." Now, so what this tells us, this is, gives us the background of why David wrote this. And, and this Shagayan, it means a rambling poem. And so what David is having to do, he's telling the Lord what Cush has told about him. He, in other words, you need to talk to the Lord what the, what the enemy's bringing against you. I may be able to help you, I may not. You may be able to help somebody, you may not. Sometimes the Lord uses us, but we know that God will always help us. He always understands. And so David here, he, he's giving this rambling poem, this poem that, uh, and he's telling, the word means that David said, I've been misled. And he said, I'm going to talk to my God about it. I, I want to give him uh, praise out of this problem. I want to give him praise out of this persecution. And so Cush means dark, means, well, it means black. And so that's the opposite of light. So that's what the devil wants to do. He wants to get you and I away from praise because praise is going to raise up Jesus and Jesus is going to swallow up the problem. He's going to swallow up the persecution. And so we got to be in the place where, where we see, see, he said, Cush the Benjamite. The Benjamite means the, 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 the son that has produced the family name. In other words, the son that is building the family. Whatever you're saying is building your life. That's what David's saying, saying, I'm not going to say what Cush has said. I'm going to tell God about it, and then I'm going to let God give me the words to say because I'm not going to build my life out of the persecution. I'm not going to build my life out of the problem. I'm going to build my life out of the promise. Amen. Verse number one, Psalm 7 and 1. Oh, Lord, my God, in thee do I put my trust. Save me from all them that persecute me and deliver me. Now, so that's what you and I need to do this morning. There, 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 there's some, there's some things going on in your mind and, and your heart is, is being stirred. Your heart's being agitated and you're, 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 you're asking questions. What do I need to do? We need to talk to the Lord about it. Because see, when we talk to Him, that's the, the purest form of praise. Because when we talk to Him, it's an act of faith. He receives that. He accepts that. He honors that. 
So this morning, whatever you're dealing with, whatever's going on in your life, whatever the devil's trying to paint a picture of, let praise swallow up that picture and let it present uh, the real promise of the Lord. Amen. Drop down to verse 17. Now after, and you need to read that in your home study time, but David, after he has this conversation with God, look what he says. Psalms uh, seven seventeen. I will, in other words, he's. you have a choice. I have a choice. I will praise the Lord. I, I'll extend my hands to God. I, 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 I worship, yada, I worship the Lord with my hands. You say, well, that, what does that really mean? Well, in the, you know, in the church, you and I just naturally raise our hands and we praise the Lord, but Everything that you put your hand to in everyday life is either going to worship the Lord or worship the devil. So you and I, we extend our hand to a lot of things. But in in your everyday life, as you're washing dishes, as you're folding laundry, as you're going and buying groceries, as you're doing your work on the job, it, it's an act of praise. Because you, you know that God gave you the strength to move your hand. You know that God gave you the job. God gave you the health. God gave you the divine favor to be where you're at. And as you do it, you say, I praise the Lord. I praise the Lord. Uh, yes, I got problems around me on this job, but those problems are going to be swallowed up by my promise. My promise is God said, who I'm blessed can't be cursed. My promise is God said, I'll give you divine favor. I'll even make your enemies at peace with you. Come on. Come, we start praising the Lord because we start saying what the word says. I will praise the Lord according to his righteousness. Isn't that amazing? You and I, we can praise the Lord according to his righteousness. It doesn't matter about my righteousness. It got swallowed up in him. My righteousness was as filthy rags. My righteousness said I deserve to die. But the righteousness of God that I have in Christ Jesus says I can have life and I can have it more abundantly. Amen. So that's for you this morning. That's for me this morning. Okay. All right. Um. I will praise the Lord according to his righteousness. And will I sing praise to the name of the most high? There's there's that word most high. I will sing praise to the most high. And, and so the, the word most high here, this high is it, 36 times in the Bible. The number 36 means enemy. So what this Psalm 7, this is a, an acrostic psalm that is telling you and I, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, in other words, it's a teaching psalm that is telling you and I, if we want to defeat the enemy, we need to talk to God about the enemy, and then we need to praise God for what God's told us. Because God will give you the way of victory. He'll give you the guiding direction hand. And, and so I, if, if my God is most high, that means the problem I'm dealing with the, the 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 work of the enemy that is coming against me, it can't have any place. God is above all. He's above that problem that you're dealing with. Some somebody right now, you you got somebody that's whispered in your ear, and they're 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 telling you this and that, and it's it's causing a lot of problems. It's it's causing your mind to be moved away from God. It's causing you to lose your peace and all of these things. We we need to we need to shut that voice down in the name of Jesus and say, Lord, I want to know the truth in what I'm hearing. I want to know the truth. I want to I want to accept the promise. I want to reject the persecution and the problem. And, and I'm going to praise you because I'm I know that you're going to hear me and you're going to give it to me. Amen. You got to believe that. 
Okay, turn over to Psalms 22. Look at Jesus here. This Psalms 22 is, is while Jesus is on the cross. And it, it's written as another Psalm of David, but it's, uh, it, it's a, a Mesiatic Psalm. And, um, for sake of time, I just want to start reading in verse 25, and I want you to see this is what Jesus done on the cross. This is how he had the way of victory. And of course, in the, in the natural, this is, uh, how David is uh, the original author of this, pointing to Christ in a prophetic messianic, uh, message, done the very same thing. But look what he said. Psalms 22, 25. He said, my praise uh, you know, you know, my boast, my, my laudation, uh, is going to be of thee in the great congregation. I will pay my vows before them that fear him. Verse 26, uh, the meek shall eat and be satisfied. Uh, they shall praise the Lord that seek him and your heart shall live forever. Now, what you and I have got to see here is, is Jesus is fixing to give his life for us. That's what you can read all about this and you can see uh, how the Gospels uh, unfolded out of this 22nd Psalm. G- Jesus, his, his confidence his, was in what God had told him. And he was going to, no matter what had happened around him, he was going to be in the place uh, of praising the Lord. He was going to make his boast in the Lord. And so you and I, we've got to recognize that Jesus said in this world, you shall have, you're going to have trouble, tribulation, persecution. You're going to have problems. I mean, that's just the way it is because there is a little G, a little God of this world that wants to steal, kill and destroy from you and I. So you're going to have that. But at the same time, Jesus said, be of good cheer because I've overcome that world. And how did he overcome it? He said, my praise. My praise. So uh, you're not praising uh, for the problem, but you're praising for the promise to overcome the problem. You, you're not praising for the persecution, but you're praising God for the promise to overcome the persecution. Amen. So you know, here, this is what David literally done. This is what Jesus is it's pointing to. He said, if we'll be humble enough to do that in verse 26, the meek, the humble shall eat and be satisfied. In other words, I want you to think about this. Here's the choice. See, the Bible says life and death is in the power of the tongue. And then we quit right there. But the last part of the verse says that we're going to eat of what we just said. So what did the Bible say here? The meek shall eat and be satisfied. So I, whatever I'm praising, that's what I'm raising. And that's what I'm going to eat from. Am I eating from the table of the Lord? Or I'm eating from the table of devils. Come on, there's there's two tables. And there's always two choices. There, there, there's two gods. There's the God with the big G and the God with the little G. There is the Lord Jesus Christ and there is the Antichrist. There is the solution. And there is the struggle that will swallow up into death. So we've got to see these things. So he said, the meek shall eat and be satisfied. You can be filled with satisfaction in the middle of your problem this morning. No matter what you're dealing with, what you're struggling with, you can have satisfaction because you're, you're, you're so humble enough to receive what the Bible says, to do what, what God says He will do. Now look what it says. Now stay with me and I'm going to make this statement and it, and, and it may offend you when you first hear it, but, but when you see where we close that, you'll understand it. 
Why are we not seeing people saved? Why are we seeing people backslide? Why are we seeing the whole world be led astray? We're not praising God like we should. When they, when they hear the church gripe and complain just as much as they do, look at this next verse. It says, all the ends of the world shall remember. How are they going to remember? Because you and I are doing verses 25 and 26. All the ends of the world shall remember, notice this, and turn unto the Lord. From the Hebrew, it means to turn back. It means it's repentance. See, people don't know to repent unless you and I, unless they see us go through uh, the problem and, and we let the promise over to swallow up that problem or swallow up that persecution. If, if we don't show them that, that God's the answer, they don't know to turn back to him. They're running away from God instead of running to God. Because why? Because they haven't had somebody to shit, uh, set forth to, to, to show the, the, the pattern, to show the way. Come on, you are a, uh, you're a part, Jesus said, I am the way. We, well, you're in him, so you're a way maker. Where there seems to be no way you give people an ideal, an understanding of how they can meet the way maker in and through you and they can have something that is different. All the ends of the world shall remember and turn unto the Lord and all the kindreds of the nation shall worship before thee. Come on. You and I, we can cause other people to be able to praise the Lord and to worship the Lord. Because why? Because he said that we're in the midst of the trouble. Jesus is hanging on the cross and he's praising God. So humble, so meek. He, he's laying, he, he, he's laying back against that cross trying to push up with his feet enough to get the next breath in his body. Naked. For me, for you. If Jesus would do that for us, you think he's going to let you fall by the wayside? No. He's done everything that is necessary for you and I to succeed. And he done that, that we could see it and that we would come to him. But now he wants to use you to show him to a lost and dying world that others might come to him. Amen. Psalms 111. Verse number one. Psalms 111, verse number one. Here's that. Make your boast uh, to be clear, to shine. Make your boast in the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. He said, I will praise the Lord. I'll, I'll extend my hands. So I'm making my boast. I'm celebrating in Jesus. And as I celebrate in Jesus, then all of a sudden it takes me to a new place of being able to worship the Lord. That's why he uses these two different words. He said, praise ye the Lord, make your boast, celebrate Jesus. And he said, I will praise the Lord with my whole heart. See, then all of a sudden you're able to, to use your hands in your everyday life to worship the Lord. And, and, and so what, what you need to see here is what I need to see this morning is I've been struggling in some areas in my heart. 
I didn't, I didn't understand why I had certain weak areas. I didn't understand why, uh, the, the devil was able to attack me in certain ways and certain, uh, deals where I felt so discouraged and so defeated and all of these things. But when all of a sudden, when I, I, I started to see that when I made my boast, when I made my celebration in Jesus, all of a sudden the light shined into my heart. And, and, and those avenues that the devil had to work in there, all of a sudden, they could be swallowed up by the promise. They could be swallowed up by the Savior. They, they, they could be, the Word of God could wash over that and take it out of my life. And now I can praise the Lord with an extended hand. In other words, everyday life, moment by moment, I couldn't worship the Lord in this area. Because why? Because I wouldn't praise Him first. I wouldn't celebrate Him first. What am I saying? Oh, I'm, I can't praise God for healing because I, I got problems in my body. I got problems in my body, but I can praise the Lord for healing. See, we got to let the devil stop trying to label things as hypocritical. You know what a hypocrite is? The devil wants to tell you that you're a hypocrite because you're believing God. No, that's what makes you of a faithful person. A hypocrite is to say one thing and to do something else. You and I, our body is trying to do all these things. There's there's a crisis in our body. There's a crisis in our soul, our mind, will, and emotions. But guess what? That we're going to make a decision. That we're going to let Christ conquer the crisis. Come on, chaos means that, 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 that the things are in disharmony, that the things are disunited. Well, Jesus come that I might be one with God. So I, I, I'm not going to let that rule and reign me. And I am not a hypocrite because I believe God and I don't see everything yet. Come on, you are not a hypocrite. I believe God. You believe God. And so um, notice what he said. He said, praise the Lord and I will praise the Lord with my whole heart. See, when you and I put these two things together, you start getting things out of your life. I start getting things out of my life that have bothered us for years and years and years. Didn't mean we're not going to heaven, but I'm tired of going through hell to get to heaven, aren't you? Jesus went to hell that I don't have to. Now, the Spirit of God is wanting to help some people this morning. I mean, He's wanting to work some things in your life that will give you hope and confidence like never before. But you've got to put this to practice. He said, praise you the Lord, and I will praise the Lord with my whole heart. Notice where He's going to do it. In the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. See, you and I, the assembly of the upright, wherever you are, wherever another believer is, Jesus said, where two are, there I am in the midst. That's the assembly. I mean, thank God for this building. Thank God for this service this morning. But that, that's not the assembly. The assembly of the firstborn of the church of the living God is wherever you and the Holy Ghost come on with Jesus is. That's where the assembly is. And so I've got to make up my mind. I, I, I've got a problem. I've got a struggle. See, I don't know about you, but the, the moment I leave uh, my brothers and sisters, here comes the devil with every hammer, with every sword, with every lie, with every piece of darkness to come against me. So I, I, I thank God that I can be in a place of strength when I'm with you. But guess what? I'm going to be alone. But yet I'm... Never alone because I'm with the Lord. You're with the Lord. Amen. And so we've got to be in that place. Now, the, the devil's trying to get a foothold in my heart. I'm not going to be discouraged about that. I'm going to let the Spirit of God show me rather what the enemy's working on in my heart. I'm going to praise God. And then he said, I would praise him with my whole heart. 
Romans 8, Paul said by the unction of the Holy Ghost that, that God would work everything that was against us. He would work it for our good. So the problem, the persecution that you're going through this morning, that you're dealing with, uh, some of you very strongly the past, uh, week, but the past several, this whole year really, you, you can let God take that situation and He can take your whole heart because you never knew it was a problem. Amen? Okay, go to the last verses of this great book, Psalms 150. The last verse, was it verse 6 or something? Yes, this is what we have to do. Psalms 150, verse 6, he said, Let everything, uh, better said everyone, let every one of us that hath breath. Now, this breath here is divine inspiration. That's you. See, every one of you that have been born again, how did you get born again? The Spirit of God drawed you. You accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And the Spirit of God come on you and took and baptized you, emerged you, placed you in the body of Christ. In other words, He divinely breathed His Spirit inside of you. Now the Holy Spirit is a part of your spirit. So let everything that hath breath, in other words, you and I, we have the Spirit of God this morning. He said, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Celebrate Jesus. Celebrate Jesus. And notice what he says. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. And he said, praise ye the Lord. So I need to praise the Lord. I need to see that uh, if I make my celebration, my boast in Jesus. That that what I'm doing, I'm speaking by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. You're speaking by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And that's how all of a sudden that we give God our whole heart. We shut the door to what the enemy's trying to do in our lives. Amen. All right. Go back to the New Testament. Let's close. And uh, let's see why your role is so important in these last days. My role is so important. Acts chapter 2. You know, they preach this great message and we have these 3,000 saved on this day. But I want you to look at the last few verses, starting in verse 41, Acts 2.41. Well, let's read verse 40. He said, And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. That's where we're at right now. We're in the generation that thinks they don't need God, the generation that is... Um, ungodly, the generation that has no confidence, no respect for uh, anything. He said, then they that uh, gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day they were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Verse 42, notice all of these ands. This is all contingent, uh, blank, 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 one, two, three. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, and in fellowship, and in breaking of bread, and in in prayers. And fear came upon every soul, mind-willing emotion. And many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together, and had all things common. 
And they sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. Now stay with me. And they, they continue in daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house to eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. And notice what happens. Verse 47. Praising God. Remember we said that this word in the Greek means to praise God by your story. By your story. So your, your, your story, whatever you're doing. You know, man doesn't tell you what to do. God tells you what to do. Amen. God is your is your guiding hand. He's your source, and so that that brings God glory. Praising God. Now, what look what happens when we praise God with our story, having favor with all the people. So th- th- this morning, uh, you and I, we need to see that that there's some situations, that there's some ought between us and certain people. Well, what we need to do is we need to just praise God about it. Not not because of the alt, but praise God that he's the one that can swallow up the alt. He's the one that can swallow up the division. He's the one that, that can make all things common. He can make things come together. See, you're, you're willing to hear they're talking about what they literally done, but uh, they were in a place of a sacrifice of praise. That's what you do. You offer a sacrifice of praise. Come on, you, you praise God when you don't feel like it. You, 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 you tell your story uh, of what God has done, even though the enemy's trying to shut your mouth, and you offer that sacrifice, and he said, praising God and having favor with all the people. So all of a sudden, you start saying, God, I thank you that I got favor with my boss. I thank you that I've got favor with my neighbor. I thank you that I got favor with this uh, relationship that has just gone south, whatever it might be. You you know the story. You know what God's got on your heart. Just start praising God. God, I thank you that you can touch their heart and you can cause them to see the truth. You you, you can help them to forgive and to forget. You 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 can because I'm sowing forgiveness in their life that you sowed in my life. All of these things. You see, what you then you're able to worship God with your whole heart. See, this morning there's some problems in your life because you don't give God uh, the opportunity to take that out of your heart. Some of you right now there's some deep hurt in your life and you don't realize how much that hurt is opening up a door to the devil to work in your life and to keep you from praising God with your story. Because see, your story is not pure and bright as it would be. My story is not pure and bright as it would be because I've got some problems in there. But as I give it to God, He swallows up the problems with a promise. Amen? Now notice what He said happens all of a sudden. Praising God and having favor with all the people and the Lord. Now remember what I said earlier. Why are people not getting saved? Why are we in the time of the great falling away? Paul said that that time would come, Second Thessalonians chapter 2, and we're seeing a type and a shadow of that right now because people are accepting other gods, other words. But he said if we would praise God and let God give us favor and that the Lord would add to the church daily such as should be saved. See, instead of me going, oh God, why ain't anybody coming? I need to praise God for who's coming. But I need to praise God that he can what? He can bring more people in to the body of Christ. Uh, that person that's in a, in all sorts of a mess, I, I just need to start praising God that, that they're saved, that they're, that they're, they're sanctified, that they're, that they're being delivered from all the work of the enemy. Amen. And, and, and I start telling the story. The story is I believe God can do it. Instead of saying, well, you know, they're just the way they are. They've done this all their life. And they're going to go to their grave doing it. What have I done? What story? Who am I talking for? 
Come on, I got to change some things. I, I, I got to do what God would have me to do. Now this morning, I, I, I want you to just to be, to, to, to use what you've got where you're at. Don't, don't think your story, don't think your praise is not powerful where you're at. Because see, when we praise Him from our position uh, uh, of who we are in Christ, it eliminates the position of what the flesh feels like, what the devil tries to to say that that we are. See, every one of us, we, we, we start trying to praise God and the devil will say, boy, you thought this. That's the position of the old man. Or the devil will say, boy, you said this. No, that's the position of the old man. Or the devil will say, well, you know, you, you, you've had this in your heart about this person. For, no, that's the position of the old man. I'm seated, you're seated in Ephesians 2, 6 in heavenly places. I have a new seat. I have a new position. My position is in Christ. Come on. He has procured me. He has saved me. He has procured you. He has saved you. And I need to praise him for it. Amen. And I'm not going to let any of those things get in my mind. I'm going to let God have my whole heart. You're going to let God have your whole heart. Amen. So praise him where you're at and praise him in the way that God would have you to praise him. And you're going to see great things change in your life. I close with this thought and um, W.E. Sankster was a, was a, a, a Methodist minister in, in England. He was born in 1900. He died in 1959. But uh, he, he had great success. I mean, he would preach. Uh, they'd have to have uh, services and services. He'd preach to 3,000 uh, every Sunday morning. I mean, we're talking about this is in the 50s. I mean, this was a big deal. This ain't, we look at what we have today on television. We don't think that's no big deal. But th- this was a big deal in England at this time. And, and he had a great, powerful ministry. And uh, uh, he kept, he'd be in a different uh, church, uh, sometimes every day, ministering different places, different bed every night. Uh, but anyway, somewhere along the way, he, he started getting weak in his body. And it took him five years uh, before this illness. It was called muscular, at- muscular atrophy is what they called it. I don't know if it's a form of Lou Gehrig's or whatever it might be. But anyway, it slowly took him into where uh, finally... Uh, he couldn't even get out of bed, and he lost his voice. Now, people love to hear him preach. They love to hear that voice. But see, the devil stole that voice from him, he thought. See, the, the devil wants to tell you because you can't do certain things that you can't praise God. Uh-uh. He, the devil may have put him in a bed, but the devil never took his right hand. And so the the last years of his life, those last uh, days of his life, he made sure that everything he'd done, he wrote out the praise of God. He told his story. And the last letter he ever wrote, he wrote it to his daughter. And it was just right. He wrote it. He died a few days after Easter, but this was on Easter 1959. And, and he and he told her, he said, daughter, said, oh, to praise the Lord on this Easter day. I'm sad that I don't have a voice to shout. I can shout with my hand, but I don't have a voice to shout. But oh, how worse it would be to have a voice and to not have the shout. So you and I, we've got to praise God where we're at. That's the power of the story in your life. And that takes you from where you're at. Ultimately, that took him home. Amen. We're going home.
We're going home, amen. We're going home one way or the other, but we want to take some people with us. And the way we're going to take it, the Lord can only add to the church when you and I are praising the Lord. Amen. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we love you, we worship you, we honor you. Right now, I ask you, Father God, in Jesus' mighty name, that you touch us like you've never touched us before. Father, with all honesty and sincerity, I've just laid out of my spirit what you have dropped in there. And Lord, right now, as you would start to minister to this group of people, I ask that you would help us to let the Spirit of God be honest with us and help us to be honest with the Spirit of God. Help us allow you to take us by the hand and take us to that special place at your altar where we can receive the ability to praise you like never before, even when the problem tries to shout, when the struggle tries to swallow. This morning, help us to be able to see that out of our situation, out of our circumstance, out of our hurt, out of our heartache, that we can praise you. And as we praise you, that you're going to do a work in our life. You're going to uh, steal the voice of the enemy. You're going to bring us to a great place of the Savior, the great place of the sacrifice, that place of the cross, the place of the empty tomb, but also the place of the altar of the mercy seat of the Most High God, where the blood of Jesus is. Lord, let it be. Touch and draw us right now. Oh, I ask you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Speak to every person. Now I want you to come. We're going to have prayer here at the altar. But as I was standing over there, as Brother Corey and Brother Justin were finishing up uh, the the worship service, uh, the Spirit of God said, I want you to have communion. We hadn't planned on having communion, but we're going to have communion this morning because some of you, you need a healing this morning. And see, the Bible says when we partake of the table of the Lord, with that attitude and confidence in Jesus, it brings healing to us. It brings victory, deliverance to us. So I don't leave this morning, but prepare your heart to be able to take communion. But I want you to come this morning. I want you to just seek the Lord. I want you to seek the Lord and I want you to uh, just let him do a work in your life this morning. Don't leave here uh, struggling like you did this week. So, and, 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 and don't leave here letting the devil whisper in your ear. God has the truth. He wants to talk to you and he wants to reveal some things to you where you will not be discouraged and you will not be led astray. Would you come this morning in the name of Jesus? He wants your whole heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.